Welcome to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training Podcast. I'm Daniel Davis, the team leader for TGP Adults. This week we are in Unit 21, Session 3, titled Obedience to the Messiah. Jesus is on the move. In the last two sessions, we've examined Jesus' teachings and miracles in the cities of Nazareth and Capernaum. Then on the heels of Jesus' Capernaum declaration that he must go to other towns, the backdrop of his ministry has turned to the seaside and the sea. People are still pursuing him, but the winds of the crowd seem to have turned away from an affinity towards sensationalism. The people of Nazareth wanted to witness a miraculous sign, and the people of Capernaum brought their sick and demon-possessed people to be healed by Jesus. Now Jesus focuses on people with an eager desire to learn more about God and the purpose for which Jesus came. Moving out from the banks of the sea to deep water, Jesus will perform another miracle, but this one will be in the context of everyday life, proving Jesus not only has power over demons and disease, but he can also direct creatures of the sea and the eternal trajectory of souls. Jesus called his followers to exercise faith in him in such a way that they would draw others to place their faith in Christ as well. This is the call of discipleship, and this is also the hope of evangelism. In point one, we see that disciples are called to act in faith. Jesus gives some fishermen, who had likely already been called as his disciples, two commands in this passage. First, he asks Simon Peter to take him out a little bit from the shore so he can teach the gathered crowd with the sea acting as a stage in an amphitheater. Simon complied with this small request. He had seen Jesus heal the sick and demon-possessed, even heal his own mother-in-law from a fever. You could say taking Jesus out a bit into the water was the least Simon could do to repay Jesus for the kind use of his miraculous power. But this small request was followed by a larger one, when Jesus told Peter to go out to the deep water and cast out his nets for a catch. More on that scene in point two, but here we emphasize the need to obey in faith. By virtue of Jesus' power and authority, Simon obeyed his requests. He trusted Jesus' words, so he obeyed his commands. Faith is necessary for obedience, and our obedience to the Lord gives witness to the reality of our faith. This is the teaching of the Scriptures. People can, quote, obey without a heart of faith, but this is seen as nothing more than self-serving piety, as was true of most of the Pharisees. Hebrews 11.6 says that it is impossible to please God without faith. True obedience is linked with faith. Indeed, it is dependent upon faith. But obedience cannot be seen as a substitute for faith. True obedience always comes downstream, from the gracious flow of faith in the heart of a believer. According to the teaching of Scripture, we are not saved by our works of obedience, but by our faith in Jesus. Yet our works of obedience do evidence the existence of our faith. More on this discussion in the next session. In point two, we see that disciples are stirred to confess in faith. Simon initially protested the idea of going back out to deep water. He and his fellow fishermen had been working hard all night with nothing to show for it. Plus, they had come to shore and already started their end-of-work cleaning process of washing their nets. 
But since Jesus asked, this unique man who taught with authority and healed with authority, Simon agreed, and the result was a miraculous catch of fish. Simon's obedience is one aspect of this passage. The miracle is another. But we want the main focus here to be on the result in the heart of Simon. Like the prophet Isaiah who saw a vision of God on his throne, holy, 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 and who saw himself as undone because of his sinfulness and the sinfulness of his people in light of the holiness of God. After the catch of fish, Simon fell before Jesus and confessed to being a sinful man and that he should have no right to be in the presence of Jesus in light of his holy power. When we come to reckon with the holiness and authority of God as creator and judge, we can't help but be driven to experience the fear of the Lord. This might cause some to despair, because we recognize that we have nothing on which to stand before the holy God. Rather, we stand justly condemned for our sin. But Simon that day fell before the one who was sent to atone for his sins, so that he and we could be saved by faith and clothed in the perfect righteousness of Jesus. An improper fear of the Lord leads to despair. A proper fear of the Lord leads to humility, repentance, and faith, because it sees the Lord for who He is in all His glory, holiness, and goodness. The fallout of our sin would have us impose our own exile away from God. But the Lord is gracious and kind, with open arms to lift up His children by faith and welcome them home again. In point three, we see that disciples are invited to follow in faith. This point begins with a gospel discussion regarding the imputation of Jesus' righteousness to those who repent and believe in him. And this point ends with a call to believers for faithful evangelism on behalf of Jesus' name. Simon Peter, James, and John had made it their livelihood to catch fish for business and food. But Jesus began to direct them on another path, to be fishers of men, catching people with the good news of the gospel of Jesus, who forgives sin and welcomes sinners by faith in him as part of his forever family. The question for this point will help your group discuss some ways each believer is called to participate in the mission of catching people with the gospel. To be clear, this is not a job reserved for the professionals, but is a call that goes out to every believer. We may have different roles in the mission at various times in our lives, but no Christian should feel as though the mission of the gospel belongs only to others. We are all called to be catching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. When Simon Peter experienced the power and majesty of Jesus as a teacher and miracle worker, he recognized his own sinfulness and unworthiness. Because of our sin, no one is worthy to stand before the Holy God. Yet by God's grace, all who trust in Jesus receive forgiveness and His righteousness and enjoy a relationship with God forevermore. Because we believers have been made holy through the work of Christ alone, we should yield to the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit in changing us to live according to our new identity so that others might see God's power at work in and through us and come to believe in Jesus Christ themselves. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. 
For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.